Good morning. morning. Today's scripture reading is from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, the 15th chapter, the 12th to the 34th verse. The reading is also in your bulletin. If you're able, please stand for the reading. But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God, for we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. But he did not raise him if, in fact, the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are all, we are of all people most to be pitied. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all we may will be made alive. But each in turn, Christ the first fruits, then when he comes, those who belong to him, then the end will come. When he hands over the kingdom to God the Father, after he has destroyed all, dominion, authority, and power, for he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be be destroyed is death, for he has put everything under his feet. Now when it says that everything has been put under him, it is clear that this does not include God himself, who put everything under Christ. When he has done this, then the Son himself will be made subject to him who put everything under him, so that God may be all in all. Now if there is no resurrection, what will those do who are baptized for the dead? If the dead are not raised at all, why are people baptized for them? And as for us, why do we endanger ourselves every hour? I face death every day. Yes, just as surely as I boast about you in Christ Jesus our Lord. If I fought wild beasts in Ephesus, With no more than human hopes, what have I gained? If the dead are not raised, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Come back to your senses as you ought, and stop sinning. For there are some who are ignorant of God. I say this to your shame. This is the word of the Lord. Continuing our systematic study of Paul's first letter to the church at Corinth. We're coming to the end. Uh, for those of you who have uh, just kind of hopped, hopped aboard the, say the Soul Train Express, but the, uh, the First Corinthian Express, we've been studying First Corinthians for over a year. That's what we do. That's, 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 that's how we roll here at City Church. We, we, we don't just pick a topic and, and talk on that, and nothing wrong with that. It has its place. Um, but if you really want to um, 
to go deep, to go hard. Um, there's no substitute for um, time in the Word. And I have to discipline myself even because, uh, again, I, I, I love my wife and uh, she gives me space when it's time to study, but study isn't, study isn't the same as romancing the word or letting the word wash over you. Uh, and so I have to even discipline myself. It's like, well, you know, I've, I've studied all week, so I'm good. It's like, no, actually, you're not. And then uh, uh, that's when the enemy has the opportunity to, to sneak in and uh, give you a rabbit punch that you didn't expect. Um, that's what we do. That, that's, that's how we uh, teach. That's how we instruct. Um, I say that to say, uh, as I was just sharing with a young man this morning, he said, you know, well, Pastor, I'm, I'm, you know, he's got weird hours, and so even when he doesn't have the weird hours, his body is so wired such that, you know, sometimes you just can't even get into that deep REM. You know, it's like, I, I really want to go to sleep, and I just can't go to sleep. So that's the time uh, when you, you don't click on the computer and allow the light to wash over your face. That'll really wake you up. Uh, but to, to read the word, put on a little dim light, read the word, let God speak to your soul, um, or not even read, just sit there in the quiet and just invite the Holy Spirit to uh, speak to you. Just say something to me. It's, it's, it's 3 a.m. and I can't go to sleep. Speak to me. Speak to me. Speak to me. Uh, I know in, in certain times of my life, uh, hopefully not too recently, but certain times of my life, I don't want to ask those things because I'm afraid of the answer I might get. You know, I just like, speak to me, Lord. Oh, no, 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 don't speak to me about that. That's not, that's not, that's, that's not what I want to hear. Uh, but he, the Holy Spirit, God's Holy Spirit will lead us, will guide us, will direct us, uh, in all ways. Um, last time we looked at the first 11 verses of the 15th chapter where we read Paul's writing concerning the resurrection of Christ. And this is what it read. Uh, now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved, if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. As I shared last time, I won't go into as much depth as we did before, but in these two verses, Paul presents at least four points regarding the gospel. The gospel. The gospel. The good news of Jesus Christ. Uh, first, Paul preached it. Uh, two, they received it. Three, it's the basis on which they're standing. And four, they are being saved by it. it just in those, those little bitty verses, you can, you can glean that. And look at the, for, for the English majors, uh, the, look at that, 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 that didactic relationship that's going on uh, between the teacher and the student. Uh, there's, it's inextricably linked. Uh, you look at, I preached it, you received it. I preached it, you received it. There's a teacher, there's a student. There are those that uh, know what it means to be transformed by the power of the gospel, and there are those that need to know what that transformation looks like. There's a, there's, there's a duality, there's an obligation, there's a responsibility, both with those that, see, we, 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 we understand that when it comes to our kids. 
you know, we train up our kids in the way they should go. We, we understand that. We understand that with math. We understand that with my son and how he, uh, he teaches uh, his, his, he was sharing with me about uh, 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 one of our grands uh, learning how to, uh, she's, she's phenomenal in volleyball, uh, uh, but, but, but it's 6 a.m. You got to get up and we're going to do jumping exercises at 6 a.m. Oh, no, I don't love it that much. Uh, that, 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 that's, but that's what it takes. If, if you're going to be good, if that, that's, that's, that's what we have the information, and it's, ob, and it's our obligation to, to share it. So I understand, Pastor Meek. So, so what's your point? Uh, transformation requires that interrelationship. We want things to transform in our neighborhoods, in our community, in wherever, on our jobs. We're the transforming agents. What do you think? Something's going to just fall from the sky? We're it. We're salt. We're light. There is no plan B. Well, Lord, I just want that person at my job uh, to, 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 to love you and, to, and you just wishing upon a star. And it's just like, but, but are they seeing Christ lived out in your life? If they were holding a trial, if it's like, would you be guilty of knowing Jesus Christ? Would, they, would, would you be convicted of, yeah, you're guilty. You're guilty of loving the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind. No, you're, or it's like, well, I'm not sure there's enough evidence there. Um, we, again, we understand that with our children, but it's the same way lived out horizontally with everyone that comes into our sphere of influence. Uh, and so Paul presents a logical progression from preaching to salvation, instruction, understanding, followed by the embrace and ending in salvation. And that is at the heart of everything we do. I like how uh, Eugene Peterson uh, with the message version presents it. Uh, friends, let's, let me go over the message with you one final time. This message that I proclaimed and that you made your own, this message on which you took your stand and by which your life has been saved. I'm assuming now that your belief was the real thing and not a passing fancy, that you're in this for good and holding fast. So what Paul is parenthetically inserting is that, that this is true, and it's only true if your original profession was true. It was genuine. Yeah, there's not this, well, i got to get really tr try hard to make sure I stay saved. No, 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 no. That's not what he's saying here. He's like, this is true and only true. If when you came into the knowledge of Jesus Christ, you said, yep, that's what I need. That's what I want. That's what I embrace. And I, I invite you to come into my life. You see, that's why Paul isn't leaving anything to chance. And when he goes on to uh, verse 3, and he writes, For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then all the apostles, and, then, and last of all, he appeared to me also, as to one abnormally born. See, Paul, he's already dealt with, in 12th chapter, 13th chapter, 14th chapter, he's dealt with what worship is and what it isn't. And now he's trying to give us a, 
to make sure we understand the object of our worship. It's like, okay, this is what worship is. This is what it isn't. But now, let me just step back. And you can, you can almost feel him say that at the beginning of the 15th chapter where he's stepping back. It's like, let me, let me step back and make sure you really understand what's the target you're shooting for, you, what, you're, what you're shooting at. Uh, he uses four key verbs, we shared this last time, that summarize the gospel. Christ died, Christ was buried, Christ was raised, and Christ was seen. Christ died, Christ was buried, Christ was raised, Christ was seen. Uh, you remove any of these pillars, if you will. Take away any of these points, then you don't have the gospel. You've got something that might make you feel good, make you feel good about yourself. May, it may do any number of things, but that building collapses. Uh, there had to be an atoning sacrifice for sin because sin and God can't coexist because the wages of sin is death. Christ died. He wasn't in a deep sleep or a coma. He was crucified and he was buried. Uh, and on the third day, Christ, Christ rose with all authority and power and he conquered sin, the grave, and death. And four, as Paul says, unless you doubt what I'm writing, here's a roll call of witnesses, some of whom are still alive today. See, he could have gotten called out at any time. It's like, no, 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 uh-uh, lies, lies, lies. It's like, no, there are over 500 people that saw him. Some are still living. You doubt what I'm saying? Go check them out. And he describes himself last and least, one abnormally born. Why? Because I didn't come immediately to the faith at the beginning. In fact, he actively worked against the faith. He was a murderer. He caused people to be put to death because he believed that Christianity was heresy against what he believed was the faith. So as he concludes the discussion on the res resurrection, uh, uh, he, he concludes that at verse 9, 9 through 11. He says, For I am the least of the apostles, and do not even deserve to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether then it is I or they, this is what we preach. And this is what you have believed. Uh, it's only the grace of God that allows a person that persecuted the church to be the great, its greatest evangelist. Uh, and I know, I, just, I, I see myself there. I, you know, I may not have killed somebody physically, but I'm sure if I think hard enough, I've killed somebody with my mouth or with my heart. I, I, I've done things that... So, so, so what are you saying, Pastor Meeks? I'm saying is that I am what I am, but it's only the grace of God that has allowed me to be and to do the things that I am and I'm doing. It's not my good works. It's not my, and you guys will attest to that, it's not my stunning good looks. It's, 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 none, of, none, of, it's none of those things. Oh, well, well you, you know, well, you got a leg up. You're this, it's like, no, no, I've, I've, I've got enough wherewithal to be destined and damned to hell. That, that, that's, 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 that's my credential. That's my resume. What's your resume? I'm going to hell. No, no. But I am who I am because of the grace of God. And instead of hell is my destination, heaven is my destination. Um, 
That's the core of our faith. And he's providing a window through which to look. So now, that was, that was the resurrection of Christ. That's what we dealt with. And so Paul, for those of you who have read ahead, that was your homework. I don't know if you did it or not. You know, get a little happy face or a star or something on your paper or, uh, or maybe a sad face. It's like, no, I didn't read the 15th chapter. But if you had read the 15th chapter, you would know that Paul is dealing with the theme of the resurrection. So in verse 12, he writes, he continues, but with a, a conjunction, but if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? If it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection from the dead? So having addressed the resurrection of Christ, he used historic fact to deal with that. Now, Paul is pivoting and consider his audience. He's using a bit of logic uh, to, to, to make his point. Fact, 1 through 11, 12 on, he's going to use some logic. Uh, now remember, Corinth is in Greece. It's a city that is largely non-Jewish, heavily influenced by its culture, both Greek and Roman. See, why is that important? See, Greek philosophy posits that the evil is in the body. It's, it's that this, is, this hand, it wants to do bad things. That, so that's bad hand, bad, bad hand. Uh, scripture teaches us, no, it's just a hand. It's actually my heart. It, it's, it's the heart that wants to do bad things. It ain't the hand that wants to do th bad, bad things. It's like because the hand's only going to do what the heart wants it to do. So, so, so there's a problem. Um, and this isn't the only problem. Um, Paul writes, uh, it's, it's, it's funny, this, again, this is not funny, it's ironic. This is the very core of who we are. This is where sin resides. Uh, and you can see how this might be a problem between the culture and the new faith that, they, that, they, that they, they've uh, uh, adopted, if you will. Um, confusion about the resurrection was also brought up in Paul's second letter to his protege, uh, Timothy, uh, in the second chapter, uh, read it, it's, uh, second chapter, second Timothy, he writes that uh, Hymenaeus and Philetus have departed from the truth and are saying that the resurrection has already occurred. And Paul uh, writes, they're destroying the faith of some. This is, a, this is not, I, I know, we kind of like read the cliff notes and it's kind of like, well, well this, is, this is, we all understand this. I, I, I get this. I hope you do. But let's see if you do as we, as we unpack this and, and go further. Um, what Paul is attempting to do is establish the community of faith and its worship on the cornerstone of its faith, that is the resurrection of Christ and the resurrection of all of us that believe. That is the cornerstone of our faith, that Jesus Christ was raised and that we will be raised at that eschatological point in the future. Uh, what is that cornerstone? The resurrection of Christ from the dead, one. Two, the resurrection, uh, the future resurrection of uh, all believers. But three, the present forgiveness of sin. See, our faith is, it's, 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 that, it's that intersection of the, the now, but not yet. It's the now, but not yet. Things, the transaction has happened but there are certain things that hasn't happened. Paul 
let's let Paul explain it. He goes on to explain, if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. Logic, again, he's, he's, he's employing logic here. Uh, and if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God, for we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. But he did not raise him if, in fact, the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. If you are still in your, you are still in your sins, then those, also, then, then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are, all, we are of all people most to be pitied. See, without surety in the resurrection of Christ, the resurrection of those that follow, one, any preaching is useless. If this is, if this ain't true, whatever I'm saying today, whatever I'll say next week, it's useless. Two, our faith is worthless. Three, those that preach it are frauds. Four, we are guilty of sin and await judgment. Five, those that have died believing this are in the same boat as we are. And six, of all people in the world, we are the most pathetic people in the world because we believed and perpetrated a fraud. That's what Paul is saying. Uh, either Christ is alive or everything associated about him, including our preaching and faith, is alive, is a lie. Either it's true or it's not. There is no in-between. Uh, okay, Pastor Meeks, what's your point? Either what I've just said is true or it's all untrue. Jesus can't be just a good moral guy that lived, said a few things, and died, and uh, there's, there's, these are some, some principles to live by. Either he's who he said he is, and he's sitting on the right hand of the Father right now, and we have that hope that when we die, we're going to be reunited with him, or it's all a lie. There is no, there, there no in-between. Uh, it's all true or none of it's true. Um, so why stress the point? Well, this is, here's comes the, here comes, the, here comes the, the, the test part, you know? It's, it's a, because too often our behavior does not match our profession. What, what, we, what, we, what we say we believe and how we live don't match up. That's why I'm stressing the point. It's like, no, 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 no. Christ died. Christ rose. Our, our forgiveness of sins. He's conquered all of this. Uh, but I'm going to just live and behave and just do any old thing. Well, that does, you can't square that circle. There's, some, there's something, see, and what happens is if, if, we, if we wink and nod at certain things, it becomes corrosive. It becomes, it's like, okay, I'm going to wink and nod at that. That's what we were talking about before in the 14th chapter when it, we were speaking about uh, women, uh, the wives speaking in, in, in church. Oh, well, you know, that was just first century. And it's just like, no, look at the context. Have a, have a proper understanding of what was being said so that you don't then cherry pick your way through the Bible and say, well, I'll believe that, but I won't believe that. I won't believe that, but I'll believe that. That sounds pretty good. I'll have a little bit of that. Give me a little bit of that. I'll have an olive here, a cheese, cheese, cheese slice here, and a little piece of ham there, and I'll make myself a sandwich. It's like, no, no, that's, no. You can't do that. You can't do that. It's, 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 it's the whole buffet, if you will. The, it's, it's a, what's that? 
uh, price fix? You know, where, where's, where's my, my, you know, where you, you come to the meal? This is the meal. This is the price. Well, I don't want that. Well, you're at the wrong restaurant. This is the deal. This, this is the meal. This is the price. This is what you get. Do you want it? Nah, it's kind of feeling like P&J, PB&J. This is not the place. This is not the place. I mean, so, so, so we can't put ourselves in a position to like, well, we, you know, I, I know this is going to be offensive, so I, you know, I just don't want to say that part, so I'll, I'll, I'll parallel park, and I'll get in there, and, I, and then I'll, and I, and I'll rabbit punch them later, and it's just like, no. No, 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 no. This is, this is who we are. This, people were laid to death for their faith. They didn't like... Well, you know, you know, let me just cross my fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, 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 the Hebrew men, that, that's, it's like, we know what God is capable of doing. But whether, but whether he chooses to save us from this situation or not, uh, we're not going to bow because we know the truth. And because I know the truth, I embrace the truth, and I'm willing to die for the truth. As opposed to, well, it's expedient for me today to, uh, maybe just a little fudge on my taxes a little bit. They owe, you know the IRS won't miss it. They owe me. They've got too much money anyway. What's truth anyway? You know, uh, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they respond. It's one thing to hear. It's another thing to hear and to respond. Uh, why? Because they know who they are and whose they are. See, that's why Paul seems to go out of his way to present the first three, the first 11 verses uh, the history and the facts concerning Jesus' death and, and, and resurrection. He said 500 plus people were witnesses, and many of them uh, are yet alive. It's, it's, I can imagine him. It's almost like he's screaming, look, y'all, uh, this thing is true. This is legit. This is, this is the real. This is, this is really true. We've got witnesses. Uh, and if that's not enough, what we're doing, our assembly, the, the sharing of the Lord's table, singing of songs, the care for our neighbor, that only makes sense if all of this is true. That only makes it, what we do only makes sense if the core of our belief is true. So Paul goes on to make an, uh, uh, an attempt to make his point even further from a different perspective, logic, history, logic. Now verse 20. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. As in Adam, all die. So in Christ, all will be made alive. But each in turn, Christ, the first fruits. Then when he comes, those who belong to him. Then the end will come. When he hands over the kingdom to God, the Father to the kingdom of God the Father, after he destroys, destroyed all dominion, authority, and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. For he has put everything under his feet. Now when he says that everything has been put under him, it is clear that this does not include God himself, who put everything under Christ. When he has done this, then the Son himself will be made subject to him who put everything under him, so that God may be all in all. See, what Paul in essence is saying, look, Christ is raised from the dead. Now let me pivot from logic and speak to our theology. This is our faith, history, 
logic. Now he's hitting it from theology. So in the 23rd, this is your homework, the 23rd chapter of the book of Leviticus, God through Moses instructs the people concerning the various feasts and offerings. It is so, so I was studying this, it was just so, it's just, it's just, it, it's just too much. I mean, just, you just, it's just too much. It's just so much there that when you start to look at the layering and the, and, the, and the parallelisms, it's just like, man, this is really good. And so rather than try and uh, 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 force everyone to drink out of a fire hydrant, it's like, no, no, your homework is to read the 23rd chapter of the book of Leviticus. Um, God, through the Mo- God through Moses tells the people how you are to behave concerning feasts and offerings, uh, what to do, what not to do. And in the ninth through the 14th verse of that 23rd chapter, we read about the first fruits. The first fruits. It's an annual sacrifice of thanksgiving for the harvest. It's the first reaping. It's the first harvest uh, that was to be given to the priest and offered in thanksgiving to God. I keep telling, I, I, just, I just make the point again and again, Old Testament is not flyover country. It's just not, well, let's just hurry up, let's, okay, in the beginning, God, uh, and let's hurry up and get to the crucifixion, and, because that's, that's, that's the good stuff. It's just like, no, see, you have all the Old Testament with archetypes, with windows to look through to that promise that, is to, that was to come, and, 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 but, but the people were living life like we live life. They were doing their thing like we do our thing. See, no, I know it breaks down because we have the Holy Spirit, and, and, but, but there's still an eschatological, there's still a, a, a consummation that's going to take place for us. But we ought to be able to see ourselves uh, in, the, in the cult, in the, in, the, in, the, in the Jewish nation that was there and see how, how they lived in anticipation of that future Oh, so there's incredible layers of depth and meaning, including the timing of the offering, which happened after the Passover. I mean, just like, this is, this is like, okay, this is too good. This is too good, too good. It's like tickle your pink, you know, kind of thing. You know, it's just like, this is, the first fruits were offered after the sacrifice, after the Passover. I like how the message version uh, uh, tries to unpack this. It does a, does a 95% good job, I think. It said, but the truth is that Christ has been raised up the first in a long legacy of those who are going to leave the cemeteries. There is a nice symmetry in this. Death initially came by a man, and resurrection from death came by a man. Everybody dies in Adam. Everybody comes alive in Christ. But we have to wait our turn. Christ is first, then those with him at his coming. The grand consummation, there's that word, when after crushing the opposition, he hands over his kingdom to to God the Father. He won't let up until the last enemy is down, and the very last enemy is death. As the psalmist said, he laid, he laid them low, one and all. He walked all over them. When scripture says that he walked all over them, it's obvious that he couldn't be at the same time be walked on. When everything and everyone is finally under God's rule, the sun will step down, taking his place with everyone else, showing that God's rule is absolutely comprehensive, a perfect ending. This is that not, it's, it's, it's the now, but not yet. Things are happening right now, but not yet. And think of it this way. I like how one theologian uh, uh, gave a bit of a window to, to, to look through. It's as if a conquering general has been at war. 
He's won the battle. And now he's coming back to the kingdom. And he lays down his armaments. And he acknowledges the king for who he is. Uh, the king has ultimate authority, but it was the general that led the, 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 the war, if you will, and conquered the enemy. See, so there's a final consummation. There's a final eschatological end when all that have died will join in the resurrection. But the now part is the basis for that eschatological certainty is in effect now. Things are happening right now, but not yet. Give you an example. It was a small amount. It was less than $20, so don't think I, I hit the lottery or anything. But I had this small account. Uh, not that you even care. But I had this small account uh, with this bank that I've had for over 30 years. But I was just, it, it, was, it, was, it was sentimental. Oh, I love this little bank. Da, 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 da. I didn't love them when they started charging me $10 a month. It's like, <laughs> it's like, I only got 30 bucks in here and you took 10. It's like, what's the deal? See, see, but they sent me a statement all the time. This is what you have on deposit. It's there. Trust it. It's there. So obviously when I saw, hello, surprise, you're $10 poor, it's like I couldn't get to the bank fast enough. It's like, let's close this account. And you know what? I got every penny that the statement said was owed me. See, I, the money was already there. It was there, but I, what had to happen for me to get the money, I had to like drive there, I had to get there, I was just like, please close my account, let's end it, oh, I'm sorry to see you go, yeah, yeah, I don't like your deal, <laughs> give me my money. Um, so I got my $17, $18, what am I saying? There's the now, but not yet, the money was always there, our account is, is firmly established, but there's, 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 this, there's this time warp, if you will. There's this time lapse that's going to happen in order, well, well the money's there. Well, don't, don't, don't stress about it. The money's there. It's, it, it's there. It's there. You will collect on it. Um, I had faith that the notice was true, and I got the money, no problem. So Paul is just simply stating, stating that Christ's resurrection was not only for what is to come, but it begins the day we accept him. And that's why my father always, I can hear his voice now. Son, we live beneath our privilege. We live beneath our privilege. Uh, there's a song, I, 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 we definitely don't sing it, uh, not here at City Church, but it goes in part, I'm a millionaire. Yeah, I'm a millionaire. My, my, I, 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 I am an inheritor of God's promises. I, well, <laughs> don't look like you're a millionaire. It's like, trust me. Who's that book? It's called The Millionaire Next Door. It's like, look, sometimes you don't, it's like, look, I don't have to, I don't have to get my brag on that way. See, see, but, but, but my, my riches that I, that I have uh, invested, the riches that are due me, they evidence themselves in ways that the world can't comprehend. They don't understand. Well, why are you doing the things you do? Because I'm a millionaire. I, because, because I am going to inherit an incredible blessing. So that's why you love your neighbor when uh, that person really doesn't like you. Yeah, yeah. I'm not doing it because, you know, I, you know, I'm trying to earn something. It's like, no, this is how I roll. This is what I do. See, too often it's like, well, let me, let me be nice to that person because, you know, God asked me to be nice to that person. Save your time. 
just save your time. It's just like, who, 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 who are you impressing? Whatever blessing you're going to get, it's, it's right then and there because uh, you bamboozled that person. But if there's not a, a depth to your behavior such that it's like, no, this is just an outpouring of who I am. I love because I am loved. I forgive because I am forgiven. But it's like, okay, well, you know, it's a, I'm obligated to do it because it's like, what a wicked servant. It's just like, no, that's not, that's not why we do what we do. There's going to be a party, like I like to say, there's going to be a party like nobody can imagine, but we can get lit now. And we ought to get lit right now. We, we, I'm serious as a heart attack. There's going to be a party like nobody's business. John said he saw, it's like there, were, there, was, there was a number that nobody could number. There were, there were people, all races, all cultures. There was, it, just, it was an incredible mosaic. But let's party now. We can get down right now. We, we, we really can in him. Uh, I just save the, the, the club stuff for later, okay? Um, as the perfect fulfillment, see, Paul includes a quote uh, from Psalm 8. As the perfect fulfillment of uh, the Psalm's promise, uh, still Paul is not finished with his argument. And he concludes this discussion, this whole discussion, I promise I'm almost done, uh, at verse 29. Now, if there is no resurrection, what will those do who are baptized for the dead? If the dead are not raised at all, why are people baptized for them? And as for us, why do we endanger ourselves every hour? I face death every day. Yes, just as surely as I boast about you in Christ Jesus our Lord. If I fought wild beasts in Ephesus with no more than human hopes, what have I gained? If the dead are not raised... Let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Come back to your senses as you ought, and stop sinning, for there are some who are ignorant of God. I say this to your shame. So Paul, he had presented historical, he presented a historical argument, then a logical argument, then a theological argument about the resurrection. And now he's using experience as an argument. Uh, how we live. How is life being lived? The text can be a bit challenging, and a wooden reading might lead you to think that, what, what's, what's going on? People are being baptized on behalf of dead people? Uh, no, no, don't, that's, there you go. See, that's why you need to go to Bible study. Uh, that's, I'm trying to help somebody. Um, Essentially, what Paul is saying is that if there's not resurrection, resurrection now, why are people risking their lives to align themselves with those that have preceded them in death? Why, why, are, you, why are we doing what we do? Why do you spend the time you do? Why do you, you sacrifice your time, energy, finances, uh, it, and in this case, even risk laying down your life for a fraud? That wouldn't make sense. Uh, if I know something is fraudulent, yes, there is zero chance that I would do anything associated with that belief that would endanger my life. There is no chance. I'd be a fool. Now, if I, if, if, if I didn't have faith, confidence that if I go down to that bank, there's $17, $18 waiting for me, then I'd be a fool. It's like, hey, here's, here's, here's the paper. It's like, I don't know you. What, that, I don't know where you got that piece of paper from. It's like, no, no, no. I have a relationship with that bank. 
for 30 years. Uh, they, they know me. They send stuff to me. We communicate with one another. And so when I go down there, no problem at all. Uh, in fact, what Paul does here, he quotes Isaiah 23, which itself is a quote from the, the Greek and Roman culture. If all of this is a fraud, we might as well just let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. That's the world. You know, they used to have that beer commercial, Lowenbrow, you know, just, it's just, uh, uh, you, you live life for the now. Just, just live, live now. Just, just live now. What, it makes sense if that's all there is. Just, just do the best you can right now. Um, interesting how Paul concludes, again, with a cultural proverb uh, from a Greek poet. I think it was Meand Meander, Meander, or something like Meander, I think it is. Uh, bad company corrupts good character. He's like throwing it right back at him. You, you guys are Greek? You like, you like, you like uh, Facebook memes? This is, boom, here you go. Here you go. Bad company corrupts good character. Uh, unless you're attempting to witness, don't hang around those that will negatively impact your, your faith. Uh, I'm done. I, I'm done. Let's just, let's, let's just end it right there. Uh, there's a song, um, Walter Hawkins, uh, uh, I think he, he, it's called What Is This? It's, I think he sang it. I don't know if he wrote it. But it goes in part, what is this that I feel deep down inside that keeps setting my soul afire? What is this? He keeps asking himself, what is this? As he sings, uh, that make people say I'm mad and strange. What is this what, that makes me want to run on in Jesus' name? It makes me love all of my enemies. It makes me love my friends. And it won't let me be ashamed to tell the world that I've been born again. Whatever it is, it won't let me hold my peace. That's what the resurrection, confidence in the resurrection of Jesus Christ and confidence in the of our own future resurrection will cause us to do. It will cause us to behave and to do things that you can't even explain. And so as he was singing to himself, to us, what is this? What is it? Why, why would I just have no problem sacrificing time, money, and life for the promulgation of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Why? Why? Well, let me look at the ROI on that, and if it, if it pans out, then, yeah, then, I'll, then, then I'll make that investment. No! It's not that kind of investment. It's not. It, 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 from the world's perspective, Time spent in assembly, time spent in everything that we do associated with our community of faith, this makes no sense. You could be enjoying coffee at Starbucks, <laughs> having pancakes at Pancake Circus, or not. Uh, what is this? It's our faith in the resurrected Savior and confidence that when we close our eyes for the last time, we go, when we leave this place, we're in the presence of the Lord. And there's going to be, as the song goes, there's going to be that great getting up morning when all of us, that number that nobody can number, is like, oh, I get it now. You can, you can run down to Merchant's Bank now. You, you can you get the party started now. Amen? Amen? Let's pray. Our Father,